Hello and welcome to the Court Games uh, LCG podcast. I'm Trevor Cuba, aka Kikita Onimaru, and here's my co-host. And I'm Zar Agus, also known as Asako Tenba, the Haughty Magistrate. See, I have a title. You don't. Happy New Year, Sar. Happy How New was Year. Your holidays. It was eventful. Um, well, you know, the day before Christmas, like literally Christmas Eve, we got that list from Tyler. Mm. I love and it. Yeah. A little early since then, Christmas present. I, for you, maybe. For for you, maybe. <laughs> um, and since then, I've been binging this r slash channel on youtube because there are still phoenix card on the band list and i needed to drown my sorrows in other people's misery oh, oh so you're you're wearing your phoenix colors today or we're not the multicolored dream sar or, or sadly we're no, still that it's, it's just that you know the phoenix orange is really sad which makes the scorpion crimson and the unicorn purple also sad so you're a you're a fat sad Phoenix boy today, and you decided to drown your sorrows sad. by watching uh, sadder YouTube videos. No, no, no. It, it's a case of Schadenfreude that I'm taking joy in the misfortune of others. In this case, I'm taking joy in the misfortune of Karens. Okay, <laughs> what did the Karens do? They're just a mess. They're just a train wreck. Like there's this one video talking about how the sister wanted another sister to give up her wedding venue and threw a tantrum. Oh, delicious drama. Love it. Okay. I mean, I, I think I've also seen that. What's that MTV show that was about kids getting married or some teen moms? No, it was something about like my dream wedding or something. Uh, oh, you know, I don't know. Anyway, I'm a forgetful. <laughs> 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 so what you do over the holidays? I mean, I just, sat around doing nothing you know i, I keep tend to keep things pretty low-key been playing an abnormal amount of final fantasy 14 hopping back into that one now um nice. i actually got into see what are we, we were planning to do this episode i was thinking about like oh we're in a quiet period what should we do and i had started playing around with some lion cards i mean not to you know oh, this is God. our personal section i was literally thinking about l5r stuff and I was like, what? Because now it's, if, if the game's in a lull, that's a great time to explore strategies that, you know, are not common, work on your fundamentals of the game, get some practice in, uh, play around with some other clans to get more insight into how they work. And we like, we've got this new line deck. I, I don't know how they work. I played around some cards. I still don't know how they work. And I asked some other lions. I'm fairly certain they don't know how they work. <laughs> it's like all these line games I've been playing and it's just like cards are happening weird lines are showing up and then disappearing and then the game like 99 times out of 100 the lion loses and I don't know why because some of their things seem strong but inconsistent that's like super hard to put into words um, I just don't know what's going on in lion land I have been kind of lurking in lion chat for a bit and I've actually had to, I've been reading Lion Chat for a bit, and there was actually one day that I actually was like reading somebody trying to explain the rules of a particular card, and I was like, no, 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 that's not how it works, and you guys are thinking that's how it works, but that's how you want it to work, but that's not how it works, and I need to jump in here and fix this, but damn it, I can't type in Lion Chat, so I had to like, you know, talk 
I had to be the voice from the thing atop the whatever, and I had to have profits. Mm, mm. I had to have people that were in actual lion chat be my messenger. Yeah. <laughs> I could always post it in general and just tag people. That's what I do occasionally. Yeah, but this, I didn't want to humiliate lion that bad. I mean, I think their card pool does that for them. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, where can Lion expect to do poorly next? Uh, well, we have some dates. And fortunately, since we've recorded a couple of days late, this time it's my fault. It's weird how that goes. But anyway, on top of, um, so LVO, give us your quick LVO rant. Yep, it's going to be the uh, 23rd, 25th, and 26th. I remember those dates because I'm going to be a bad Chinese son this year, and I'm going to be in Las Vegas during Chinese New Year, and my mom is already not happy about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Don't get mama <laughs> sorry angry. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's going to be in on the 24th, 25th, and 26th, and we have draft now. It's official. We are changing it on the page an email should have gone out to everyone that bought tickets for Elements Unbound uh, explaining the change and why we're doing the change. It's basically all events are, you know, Elements Unbound events now, so there's no point of doing a special Elements Unbound event. Cool, 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 cool. And as I said, that we're a little bit, a couple of days uh, behind in recording this, and one of the benefits we get of that is we get last-minute news updates to put on here. So a couple of days ago, they announced uh, Yeti Games put out the information for the first half of the Kotai. This isn't the full list, is it? It's not the full list. From February until August. So from uh, we have an event in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, all the way to Gen Con. Yeah, uh, this is not the full list. We're going to get, there's going to be more. Fort Worth, it's going to be, I know it's, I know it looks like it's going to be like four days of co-ties, but the thing is, Yeti got the venue for like four days because they need to accommodate Keyforge, which, hmm. by the way, Keyforge events are technically like two events, right? They have their Sealed and they have their Archon. So okay. it's like two separate co-ties, right? Um, and then there's also X-Wing events. So they have the hall for all four days. The Kote itself is going to be Saturday and Sunday, whatever, the 8th and the 9th. And um, so the other two days, it's just going to be side events. I'm I'm going to be there. I'm going to be running it. Uh, so we're going to have like, I will have my draft pod with me. So if you want to do draft, uh, any side events that you want. And, you know, now that Koku is no longer, it carries over from event to event to event. This is a great opportunity for you guys that want all the stuff, that wants buttload of Koku to show up early and play a bunch of L5R for four days straight and amass a crap ton of Koku. Man, I wish I had my huge Koku pile still so I could just like use those instead of fake counters. I I, I, I unfortunately still... gave all my Koku to my friends so they could buy Probos. I, I really don't care too much about Probos, so... <laughs> oh. Oh, please, you know I'm clan promo, you know what. Anyway, I have 25 Koku still left that I use as honor sometimes. Mm. <laughs> Just throwing that swag around. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm gonna, we're going to uh, keep uh, the audience updated as new events are approaching. So I don't want to go through the whole list right now. You can check uh, the co-type page on the Fantasy Flight's organized pay tab for Legend of the Five Rings for the full list. Uh, but other than the LVO, uh, which is a, a grand championship, right? Yep, that is a grand championship. 
the first co-tie of the year is going to take place in Fort Worth, Texas on February 6th through the 9th. As we just said, we've got that four-day block, so uh, Yeti Games can facilitate all the events they have to do under the FFG umbrella. But uh, yep. hey, if you guys are in the Texas area, uh, head out there. I know over the course of the years from looking at uh, me, Max, and some of our other crew, we're taking a look at some things. we got Origins Game Fair is back. I, I just said we weren't going to go through all the lists, but I'm going to go to look at a couple of them. Uh, so Schaumburg, Illinois, Adepticon, another convention is back on the uh, schedule. Uh, Origins Game Fair is a grand co-tie now. That one's like two hours away from me for so yeah. I sure go to that one so here's the thing if you'll notice gen con that's actually the north american championship that's not mm-hmm. a grand kotai oh yeah that is gen con now is a north american championship so the grand champion the grand uh, sorry the grand kotai got moved to origins mm-hmm. and it's pretty good for people who have not been uh origins is i call it Gen Con light, but it sounds it, it makes it sound like demeaning or lesser uh, lesser than. But it's just like it's a lot of the same thing. It's just like for me, it's closer. Uh, it's overall cheaper, and you, but you have the same uh, energy there. So I think it's a pretty good place to hold Absolutely. a grand I think it's just it, it's a lot more relaxed. Like at Gen Con, you always feel like, oh my god, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do that, I got to demo this. This this company is like uh, releasing this. I got this that's coming out. But Origins is more just like, oh, come on, just play games. See what's new. It's okay. super chill. And Relax. like I've never found, been to an event like this where the parking was so easy to find and, re- and reasonably priced. Uh, and when you're hungry, they have a amazing uh, farmer's market right across the street. It's super oh, good. that's awesome. I was honestly thinking of going to Origins Game Fair if there was no L5R event this year at all, just because it's super close and super convenient and super awesome. So I'm really glad to see not only there's a Kotai again here this year, but a Grand Kotai. Yep. And remember, uh, the the uh, clan championship, the uh, the Shogun Board of um, Clan Champions, including New Hotaru, uh, mm-hmm. is only available at Grand Champion at Grand uh, Kotais. Gonna get that new Hotaru now that oh Hotaru has gotten a major upgrade, but we're gonna get there. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so let's go ahead and get started with the uh, with the show and everything we got to talk about because there's a lot for us to talk about. Oh, there's a whole lot. Oh yeah. So I guess with the uh, new uh, RRG, the big one here is bye bye regroup phase, and we've Tyler's already talked about it. Tyler explained. Why on the article, he's been on other podcasts explaining why he did this, so we are not really going to talk about it. All I'm going to say is, thank God, redundancy is gone. I believe on our very podcast, the very previous episode to this one, I was just talking about, like, since the dawn of this game, I do not understand the difference between the regroup and the fate phase. I just skip it. The only thing I have to worry about is, like, if I'm up against crab, I say, hey, you got to try to weigh the crab me. Uh, in this whatever these this mysterious action window that exists somewhere around here that's the only time it's ever affected anything i've tried to do in this game oh yeah no but the thing is there's only one card that actually actively interacts with regroup phase and that's earth becomes sky so Hmm. you know it doesn't make sense to have an entire phase just for one card so well, there's also the weird issue with Jerogen's Curse, which we're, uh, we're going to get to in Jirogen's a little bit. Jerogen's Curse, okay, yeah, well, thank God that's bad, because I did not want to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. 
it might it might come off the list, but who cares? <laughs> right. Who it may come off the list once we decide that you know if he figures out a way to fix it or whatever. But anyway, the next big thing is that there is no longer restriction on conflict characters. Like you can have more mm. than ten conflict characters in your deck now, and I honestly don't know why ten was a number, but. Honestly, I have never seen yeah. a deck that even come close to 10 conflict characters. Maybe Steve Palumbo's deck, but yeah. that was it. And we all know that Steve Palumbo does not play the normal Scorpion deck. There, there was, It's been said many times that like the reason why we're getting rid of it is because like no competitive decks are reaching that <laughs> number. And even when you build a deck, like once you start getting around six or seven conflict characters, you can like almost physically feel how weighty and lopsided your deck is getting and you start trimming mm -hmm. things yourself. So uh, yeah, this is just a, a, a rule for, you know, why have it? <laughs> why have this arbitrary restriction? It's just one more thing for new players to try to grasp around their head. Like as right. you're throwing new players, like 30 some odd, different rules oh here's one rule that you have to keep remember that also doesn't matter because you're never going to do it so why have it <laughs> exactly exactly so i guess the next thing is the discard pile can be shuffled and or reordered in any way mm. look on paper it may not look like a big deal it only affects one cards but as a judge i i'm sorry tyler i vehemently disagree with this uh-oh we're calling tyler out personally here I'm sorry, but I vehemently disagree with this because when you allow people to rearrange your conflict, your uh, discard, it allows them to not be so honest. There's just it opens up opportunities. Okay. If you Let's know say what I'm talking about. I'm a nefarious character, and I'm I, I'm going to dishonestly move my discard pile around. What in what ways can I affect the game? I well, honestly can't think of a, of a thing. If but. you're discarding a character, maybe you maybe you accidentally drop away of the crane. Maybe you accidentally drop a card that was in your discard pile and you use it again. Okay. Um right, so, so you're talking about like there's more there's more opportunities for people with fast hands to like you know, Kansas City shuffle across the board, you know, exactly. with like fake. Okay, well. Or uh, even when you're re even when you're reordering the cards, hey, you know, sometimes you sometimes I'm reordering I'm reordering my discard pile, dude. Yeah. A card, you know, gets left somewhere and it happened to be really close to the hand. It just yeah. opens up opportunities and it opens up mm, yeah. It I I, I, I I get I get why it's done. I get why it's done, but <laughs> From my perspective, it just opens up a lot of cheating opportunities. Sure, but I, I, I would, you could only make rules for the game in so many ways of, to limit like hands moving across the board. Like if it was up to me, I would eliminate the fate tokens. That's why I use a um, a counter. <laughs> whenever uh i play a game just because i don't like uh or i use an honor counter to, for the honor tokens uh just because it's just a number that just goes up and down there's a handful of cards that like oh, want to yeah. put an honor token somewhere on the board i don't play those uh, cards so I, uh, I get, that's a great way to get uh hands moving off the board <laughs> I, I get that i completely get that and you know i mean like i've famously said that i really love those magic the gathering commander dials that goes all the way up to 99 for my honor counter, even though I know I'll never get to 99 on honor. 
I mean, that's exactly what I use. And I don't even play Magic Gather. I went to my local game store and they were selling them for like five bucks. I've been using it as an exactly. on ever since. Five bucks? That's a steal. I paid for like, I paid like ten bucks for mine. Ooh. Crap. Discounts. Ah, lucky you. Anyway, so the last thing in the RRG is the, are the rings. It's got, re, it got reworded to be a little bit more generic and it mm. kind of allow players to resolve rings as defenders. So this changes the way Corebox Hotaru and Corebox Totori do how they work. Yeah. Now the reason he did it so like Tyler would have to, he did, no longer has to write as the attacking player on every single card he wants to interact with a rule. It like legitimately exactly. just saves like word space. As the bonus effect of making Hotaru and Totori work, work how as most intended. people <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well there's a there's always that controversy is like, oh, this is how they're always supposed to work and stuff. I've never bought that. But now, no longer an issue. Now they totally work that way. Exactly. So yeah, uh, Doji Hotaru and Akoro Totori, uh if you win on the fence, you get to trigger a ring. Yep. Super dope. It's uh, super Erratus. dope. Erratus. Erratus. That, that actually, as we're God. transitioning from the rules reference guide oh, to Erratus, Lord. it should be really noted. we really have to talk about that? Ugh, like oh, an arrow through my heart. Well, hold on. Hold on. So it should be noted that um, the, the Erratus and some other things that we're about to talk about in a second uh, are moved to a new document called the Imperial Law Document, which is going to... Yep. House all the erratas, the bans, which is new, and things that are going on and off the restricted list. So yeah. now uh, Tyler and the design team don't no longer have to update the entire rules reference guide every when they really just want to um, take things on and off the restricted list, and vice versa. So now there's going to be two documents exactly. to be looking at, and one of them could be, and they could be operated independently of each other. Right, and from a judging perspective, it, it makes things a lot easier. I mean, it's, it's one more document I have to open, but it's actually one less thing I have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, now, as, as a crying yeah. phoenix, uh, why'd you read some uh, of the, with the cards that have been errated? Against the waves, it now Shugen, it, they added Shugenja's U control. Mm -hmm. uh, so I can no longer, against the waves, a towered Yokuni. Yeah. This is a good change because the many people believe that, uh, well, it's not believe, it's pretty apparent that the prevalence of Against the Waves made other clans trying to play Shugenja rather tricky because they were just a huge target for this spell. A spell but, that they also, that the Phoenix like rarely had to even worry about because they could just say, hey, I'm going Against the Waves to bow your Shigenja. And then, hey, I'm going to use my Q Nisawa to use it again to raise uh, straighten one of my characters. Here's the thing, though, right? Lion has been playing a Shugenja since core, mm -hmm. and they never have a problem with Phoenix and against the waves. Well, that's why it's never been like the strongest argument because any Shugenja that's worth its salt will stay play, uh, see play because we're not going to like meta that strong against one deck unless that particular deck is, like, absolutely abhorrent to everything else. Like, crabs still play uh, Steadfast Witch Hunter. Yeah. You know, it's an amazing card. Um, most people, but they have, like, it, what it does is it stops the mid-tier Shugenja from showing up more often. Um, mm. Just because, like, why risk it? Uh, one of the big things is Unicorn were always bemoaned that, like, Shahai, 
uh, took a huge hit to that card just because uh, how it would interact with it. But, uh, but now that's no longer an Shahai, issue. But Shahai doesn't... I mean, her. it just means that she couldn't participate in conflict all that much, really. Hmm. You could still get the benefit of her ability. She still gives her dis- herself a discount. And yeah. a lot of Meishotos, like, you know, Force of the River or anything like that, she could act, still activate it from home. There's well, there's this. It goes into a separate issue. We're gonna where we talk about all the clans and like where they are in this new post RL world, uh, where they stand. Um, their issue has more to do with like the resources and the kind of cards they have available to them. Where Shahai is pretty good, but let's be honest, she's kind of like this mid tier sh- uh, Shugenja, uh, who just had this one yeah. extra thing keeping her down, and that was that's really that's the problem. Fair. Okay, that's fair. Well, the uh, next card see. is the one that really hurts. And yep. a lot of Phoenix players, believe it or not, are actually leaving this card and going back to another card. Oh, my God. Kyun Nisawa. Mm. Oh, Trevor, spare me and read it, please. Okay. It, now, you uh, instead of just searching your discard pile for a spell you've already played to play it, now when you do activate Kyun Nisawa, you have to discard a spell event from your hand to play a spell from your graveyard. Um, this is huge because, mm-hmm. so you still have the ability of the cute Nasawa like can recur and you can still play like your six. Um, Supernatural Storm. You can still Supernatural so- Storm six times and create an ungodly killable, unkillable uh, creature. But now you're not getting this massive hand advantage while you're doing it. You want to, take a spell from the thing you have to give up another spell and that's pretty good seeing as how like there's very I, few throwaway spells in a phoenix deck they all seem to be killers and even if like we start throwing garbage spells into the cute nasawa deck just to as fuel for other ones it's still overall watering down the deck um, and it's huge. I mean, most people, especially like if we're in an environment where so many clans have these love-hate relationships with their individual strongholds for various reasons, uh, Kunisawa is just like ridiculous. It's right up there with City of the Open Hand as getting so much freaking value when other people are just like scavenging for scraps. Like being able to pull any card from your discard put like when you want is a massive toolbox to like just solve any kind of situation you find yourself in here's what here's the thing now q nasawa obviously needed to be corrected right mm-hmm. but the fact is that saying spell event is such an overcorrection that i th- i would have been completely okay and i think it would still people a lot of people would still be on q nasawa if it just says spell from mm-hmm. your hand which would include things like cloud the mind or against or uh, not against the waves. Um, um, I'm cl- uh, cloud the mind or uh, embrace the void rather. Mm-hmm. So instead, because there are just some times where those are dead cards in my hand. Like I'm not going to cloud a brash samurai if you haven't seen the Toshimoko, right? Sure, sure. So there are times where I could do where those cards are worthless and i think if it says spell instead of spell events it would have been fine i think this is just a bit of an overcorrection 
Um, well, as a non-Phoenix player, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, there is an issue of like, again, Phoenix is still pretty good at the end of the day from all of these changes that are going into effect. Uh. Um, and now that as the card pool is expanding and Tyler's taking it, like, let's get rid of all these problem cards. We're finding which clans. And it was like, primarily, like Phoenix was being pre- held up on these piles of pretty ridiculous cards. And it's pretty like, it's also damning for them that like, oh, you take away all their broken things and they just instantly drop several tiers in worth, uh, being worthwhile. Um but yeah, they just operated in this hyper, like ridiculous space that I've complained about for a while. And many people have. And I think the only reason why that nothing's been done with them sooner is despite, you know, all of their amazing advantages, they weren't like putting that many points on the board. They still have these like crippling matchups where they just kind of fall to pieces sometimes. So eh, that's fair, I guess. Um, it's just like I know one of the hardest matches for Phoenix what is scorpion just because hmm. scorpion just has ways of blanking our character our big guys you know yeah like <laughs> master gizi toshi without a text box is not that great there's uh there's many uh clans in this game who have scorpion as a bad matchup so one of the reasons they do so well except for lion ironically lion does pretty well against scorpion yeah <laughs> what's well, one of the few things they could do well <laughs> so right. kudos to you lions keep those right. scorpions down uh keep- anyway so right. the last card on the errata is Daidoji Uji. Mm-hmm. And, well, here's the thing. The promo, remember when we were laughing about the promo version being wrong because they left off a line? Turns yeah, out they yeah. didn't. They just left off a unique symbol. <laughs> so it, it's still a misprint, but not in the way that we thought it was. We thought it was a massive misprint. No, it's just a partial misprint. Yeah. So Daidoji Uji... Uh, who, by the way, is off the restricted list. We're going to go with that in a, in a second. Um, uh, now has his ability when he brings a character, uh, as plays a character from the row as if he was in your hand, no longer reduces his cost by one. So he's still a mobile hidden moon fortress that with his six military can beat the crap out of you regardless. It's hidden moon dojo. What did I say? You said hidden moon fortress. Oh, whatever. All the same thing. Fortress, <laughs> dojo. Oh, it's all, wow. It's all good when Uchi shows up and blows you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but apparently he couldn't save Hugh and Kikita. He, he, he just, oh, he's on his way. <laughs> this is this is something for the story podcast to take care of, but like there's a thing of like, oh, how does Suko going to take over the Hugh and Kikita when Uji is like literally like right down the street? with his vast network of ninjas and spies and he has no idea this is all going on until Kawan of all people lets him know kind of peculiar. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's, that's all the erratas, right? We have nothing else that we really need to talk about there. Yeah. That's all the I mean, erratas. It's already like really painful. <laughs> it's like, Oh God. Anyway. Uh, a quick um, note for reprint changes. Uh, this is something that, honestly, despite every, all the changes that I really enjoy from this update, uh, probably my favorite thing is they have replaced all of the instances where a card says, in reference to a player, saying he or she. Now they're just going to use the singular version, they. Now I'll get on my Social Warrior soapbox and say, hey, anything we can do for inclusion is a great thing and I welcome it. 
also I could get off the, I, I love it because I could get off of my social warrior soapbox. It's also say, Hey, saying he or she all the time is like laborious and could just be handled much cleaner by saying they, it's just easier. Yeah, no, it's a lot, believe it or not, in a lot of Asian countries, a lot of Asian languages, there is no, there is no masculine or female pronoun. Mm. It's just one. It's just you, they, that, this, them, and stuff, stuff like that. It's so I personally, I blame the French because <laughs> as far as I know, they are the first language to have masculine and feminine words. So yeah, the I blame the French, French and, the, and the Spanish, right? I don't know which one came first, but I know those two languages are I'm guessing very it's, similar. Geographically, France is closer to Rome, so I'm guessing France was settled first. I have no idea. You're the history major. <laughs> Art history. <laughs> That's a type of history. <laughs> Anywho, uh, back on to the imperial law document. Uh, things are being taken off the restricted list. This does not happen too often. Let's take a quick, like, speed yeah, round. Um, Looking at it real note. quick. A quick note, these are just cards that are going off the restricted list, and we're not counting the cards that went onto the banned list, because there's some that went onto yep, the banned yep. list. So, so let's go ahead and get started. Real quick, r young rumor monger off the list for crimes he didn't commit. So <laughs> uh, steward of law, surprisingly, off the list, despite the crimes he is going to commit. <laughs> oh, he or he has committed. For greater glory, uh, much joy from the Lion Lands as they finally get and, their darling par back. But, and you know, even greater cries of victories from the unicorn. <laughs> well, uh, is it that great? I mean, the good Tyler giveth, the good Tyler taketh away. So we'll get we'll run back to the for greater glory issue in a second. Um, Mia Satoshi had a, like the shortest ever stay in the big house because he's now back <laughs> off the restricted list. Uh, Secluded Shride. Hey, there's a Phoenix card. Phoenix don't have to be super sad. They got Secluded Shrine back. Yeah, no, we're so great? sad. No, yeah, because that's great. The, there was the because re <laughs> the reason Secluded Shrine went on restricted list was because Tadaka got eroded. Here's the thing: Tadaka got uneroded. So if you're playing mm. in draft. Or if you're playing in a format where the ban list is not in effect, Tadaka has his original text box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Keep that in mind. All right. Well, I will avoid uh, uh, an unrestricted format then. And finally, going off the restricted list, Daidoji Uji, who we just mentioned, had a errata change. And this is why it happened. He, they, we, we or we've like I'm part of the team. Tyler has identified the part of Uji that made him unreasonable and with a minor errata, uh, Daidoji Uji is now considered safe to play, which is very understandable seeing as like Uji, like he, he came out wrecked some house and it had a big like reputation around him. And then before he even got like put on a restricted list, he was already like seeing a decline in play just because of yep. how he could be rather clunky sometimes what mm -hmm. he's on. He don't, don't get me wrong. He was absolutely on. And I plan on putting like one or two cards of him back in my deck, but um, he, uh, the, he's no longer ridiculous. Right. So, Guess uh, let's talk about the cards that did go on the restricted list. Okay. God. 
first one right off the bat, Corey Mori. Mm. Oh, we're right back under the Phoenix Take trade again. I love oh, it. Oh, so Lord. Good. Okay, so, so Corey Mori is on the restricted list, and Tyler said that basically this is the most powerful clan province, and yeah, it, it kind of was. I. It's probably the most powerful province in the game, and frankly, I'm surprised it wasn't banned, but I guess maybe no, banning was going too far. Honestly, I still think Shameful Display is the most powerful province in the band, in the game. Like, if you hit that, it, it just kind of, it, it, it could ruin your day. It basically ruins your day. I disagree, but we got too much to talk about for to, to debate that one. Because <laughs> I also think that the one of the most powerful in the game is another card. Is another card that went on the restricted list down the line. Um. Anyway, next is Secret Cash, another clan province. Mm. That's yeah. I mean, we so, can't have a, a a restricted list session without a Scorpion card getting hit. <laughs> I mean, and they're still on top. And they're still pretty I mean, powerful. Like, I mean, Scorpion, like the like, way they uh, attack the game is just so fundamentally just slightly left of center that they're basically playing a different game, which is why we can keep hitting them with cards. And we're probably oh, no. going to keep hitting Here, them with the cards. I mean, and they're still the thing. Keep hitting the game in a weird way. So it's they're difficult to deal with. I mean, here's the thing with Scorpion. And, uh, you know, the Imperial Palace, let's just talk about Imperial Palace real quick. Um, Imperial mm. Palace got an unrestricted list. It's a limit once per holding. It's a limit one per deck holding, but mm-hmm. uh, but it's kind of just little. It's like it's almost an. It was an auto included every deck, except maybe unicorn deck because everyone needed the favor or wanted the favor that much. Right now it's oh, on yeah. the restricted list, so people's got to choose. The next card is another scorpion card, Mark of Shame. Mm-hmm. Now this is where I'm going to talk. Let's go back to like you know every time scorpion gets hit on restricted list, it doesn't seem that they get affected all that much but believe me i'm having to i i i basically had to dismantle my scorpion deck and put it back together again every time something goes on restricted list i always have to do that because yeah. the thing uh, the, the thing that i believe that scorpion does so well is everyone else is trying to play conquest l5r and they're the only one playing dishonor l5r well, true, but that's also because they're the only ones with the tools to do so. Scorpion is, or not Scorpion, Crab is right up there with them. At least they were. Now they've lost a lot of their tools to make it happen, but it's just not mm. possible for a lot of, we. there's not enough cards that are not red colored that say, hey, cause you, have your opponent lose some honor or have your opponent dishonor some cards. They just don't exist, you know? Right. Oh, on the same token, there's not a, uh, very many cards to push an honor condition or any other kind of alt win condition. Um, And this is a very intentional thing that they've done with this version of L5R because as much as I love the old L5R, it had a a situation of most of the clans and most of the decks in the game were trying to play Conquest style. And then you had these honor decks or dishonor decks that essentially operated in a timer of you need to crack my stronghold or you need to crack all four of my provinces uh, within this amount of time or you lose. And we're not even... Our cards are not even interacting with each other in a meaningful way while we're doing this. No. Most honor running decks in old in, uh, in the CCG was basically you were just playing solitaire. If you mm-hmm. got two people on uh, two honor running decks going up against each other, it was there was very little interaction between the two. Yeah. 
So they're really trying to avoid having the, so we, I, I'm, I'm happy that we have like Dishonor is still like a viable win condition in so many decks, even Honor, not there yet. Still, hopefully it's day will come, but uh, th if we're losing this in exchange for the game remaining interactive, like I really, one of the things I enjoyed about this game is they made military and political conflicts a thing. So my big blue boys, have something they could meaningfully do even though they're well on paper they would be losing all these military stuff then then they came up with kikita duelist and now we're winning red conflicts all over the place so mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a whole different conversation and stuff well but, uh, here's the thing next two cards are blue cards our powder blue cards yep 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 uh so let's see uh, uh no uh, never mind let's see so the next two cards that go on the restricted list are Magistrate Station and Kikita Toshimoko. Uh, two much maligned cards for, well, from people who are not Crane. Uh, very powerful tools. Uh, by now the way, um, I should let you know that when I read that, I had Can You Feel the Brand New Day going <laughs> in my head the entire time. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if people think this is going to fix things, it definitely takes Crane down a knot and if we're talking about cards that like are like not funny that's something else tyler said like most of these changes he's made are have a lot more to do with are these cards fun and enjoyable to play against which power wise they're not so much uh but fun factor for some people sure uh magistrate station take it from me as a crane player so my opinion is biased but you know there's a lot of times it doesn't fire or it only fires once. And it's, it could be pretty huge, but I'll be a bit like there's some games where if it fires even one time or more than one time, it's just a problem because you have like a super honored duelist that is just in like it 30 really different conflicts. Is. And it's just ending the, the game thing. right there. Here's the thing. If Magistrate Station actually only worked when I'm attacking that province, mm. I think that I think that province would be completely fine. But Restricting it is a lot easier than banning it because, yeah, anyway. And for the other one, Kikita Toshimoko, uh, most cranes, I think most players will ag agree that he's, as far as like power level, he's not really all that powerful. However, until you threw a couple of attachments on him, maybe you get it, or maybe your my opponent just does not have the military numbers or the tools to get around him and then he just ends games so i would say like nine times out of ten toshimoko is just a really beefy duelist doing my duelist things and he's he's, he's honestly fine he's pretty fine but when you're trying to take there are definitely things where like oh my gosh my unicorn opponent's about to run over my stronghold and i've all i've got is this bow toshimoko let me just slide him into the conflict and oh wait they cannot win <laughs> There's nothing they can do until I tower my checks. And that is that is a, a massive like warping situation right then and there. It's kind of an edge case. Um, I'm not saying Tojimoko is not powerful, but as compared to some of the other things that got banned, he's not really quite up there. But honestly, if it uh, if it makes people feel better, that's, that's fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I, uh, I've said many it times makes before. Me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have said this for almost this, for last year since uh, children of heaven came out and all the great tools that crane have gotten over the last year of hey name your top three cards that you don't like out of crane and let's ban them 
I don't care. I've got so many other tools that like, I'm going to come up. I'm like, we're crane are almost at the scorpion level of like, I'm going to be fine. I've got a cohesive card pool to draw from to make interesting and powerful and tournament viable decks with. So if this makes people feel better, so be it. I mean, I would have took this been fine if I was known, but I got Steward of Law back. You know how huge Steward of Law is? That's amazing. Oh, don't remind. Do you like? Do you guys like duel to the death? Because I'm gonna duel you all to the death. That's gonna be dope for me. Stay your hand. <laughs> I mean, I'll just stop that too. I got cancels. You didn't take my voice of honors. <laughs> if you're voice of honoring a stay your hand, I think I'm okay with it. I mean, <laughs> I think um, I am okay with it. So real quick, finally, and here's kind of the big one: ban list. We've L5R now has a ban list that we've never had before. And I know. Here's, okay, I don't think any FF. I may be wrong, but I don't think any FFG game has a ban list. I only play this game, so I have no idea. Yeah. So I guess the ban list was just um, it's kind of broken down into five little section. Mm-hmm. The first section that Tyler talked about was the embargo effects. Mm-hmm. And these are basically things that prevent you from playing your cards. Like yep. Guest of Honor is on there. Tadaka is on there. Obviously, Tadaka's on there. Why mm. wouldn't he? Master of Gise Toshi is on there. She did nothing wrong. On our, on our show notes, uh, Sar does have Master of Gise Toshi, quote, did nothing wrong <laughs> on here. And five know. exclamation mark. <laughs> She, she's she's right up in there in this whole, like, let's take an entire section of the game and you can't play it. Here's the thing. You know, it cuts both. Master Gisei Toshi cuts both ways. I can't play my non-spell okay, events that, either. That is a bad faith argument, sir. And you know it. You know it full well. <laughs> Mr. Gisei Toshi says <laughs> only events that can be played. Uh, only events they be played are spells. And we already know Phoenix are the only ones who have enough spells for that even to be a conversation. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Come, hold on. Don't come at here I with have, this. It's like you I said, like, have, oh, wait, oh, hold only, on. Only, only duelists can participate in these conflicts. You know, that cuts both ways. <laughs> That's not a hold real on. argument. <laughs> hold on. There have been times when I am attacking and I have massive Gisei Toshi live, active, on that ring that I'm attacking with, I'm attacking, I have a censure in hand. Somebody okay. displays a power and I can't do jack about it. Okay. <laughs> Corner cases exist. Hey, listen, one time I was playing against the Dragon Monk deck and he used the mantra of water to straighten Yokuni and win the game. Doesn't mean mantra of water is a good card. <laughs> Master Gisitoshi did nothing wrong. Okay. Let's see. Uh, next on the list of super busted holdings where there was this long conversation from uh, when the game started and these cards were revealed of like, oh, hey, we've got this super powerful holdings, but it's fine because they're only one per deck. Uh, Even though they hold a, on. Wait, there's a funny part about that. They included three in the packs. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there, there's uh, two things. about it. One, it's a general design design philosophy that kind of fell on deaf ears because like that's not really depending on your opinion some people are fine with it um i actually would have been fine with it if it weren't for the other part of it where these things weren't made e- even so 
to get to the chase, the cards that were uh, banned were Karata District, Conjure District, and Hidden Moon Dojo. Three of the most powerful. Um, because not all limit one per holding cards are made equally. Like, yeah, I mean, you, who the hell Lion got some who really plays bad Hedo District? Seriously, who plays Hedo District? I mean, no one. So, <laughs> if 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 all the clans got like a really busted uh, holding one per deck, it might have made it like a easier pill to swallow. But we didn't. You know, it's also it, it's, it's similar to the argument pe people have with the roll lock card and stuff like we would be less upset with like getting stuck with a quote unquote not great roll if like if i'm stuck with this fire roll i knew i was getting a triple a tier fire card out of that exchange but i'm not you know it's, they're just not made the same it's a impossible design goal to reach for in the first place so uh getting rid of all these holdings great idea Getting rid of the, like, Guest of Honor is one, another crane card that it, I'm losing. Two more Phoenix card because, once again, Phoenix is ridiculous. So, what, what's our count up to uh, now? We've got um, Tadaka, Master Gise Toshi, Kanjo District. That's three on the ban list so far. So, Four so if you're going to include the next one. Now, I'm talking about points <laughs> against Phoenix. So, we've got two Phoenix cards eratted. We've got, oh, here's a point for you Secluded Shrine off the list, followed by uh, Cory Mori. <laughs> put on oh the restricted list so that's an equivalent exchange <laughs> oh wow and now we have oh, like we're halfway through the span so list salty. there were like one two uh three <laughs> we're three of the six ba band cards we've talked about phoenixes okay and we're not even done with the phoenix the next one Drogen's curse this is just this is, headache inducing and this is like that's literally the headache heading i have for this card yeah, Headache-inducing. Because Curse of the gets put onto the list because he ha it, it interacts with the end phase in a with weird the new way. Fate now, phase. That, now that we've like removed the regroup phase, it becomes it might be super busted. It might be just kind of weird. Either way, let's just ban it and not deal with it because nobody actually cares and nobody wants this literal curse <laughs> upon the right? game. It literally would be a curse upon the game because, mm. like Tyler mentioned, this one of the weird interactions is so you are result so now you're straightening all your character uh, during the regroup phase, right? Mm. So and you're also passing the first player token during the regroup phase. So whoever has this uh, attached to them is already straightened at the end of the re of the mm. fate phase. Yep. Yep. So. No matter what, you're resolving another fate phase. So you so at the end of the first fate phase, you pass the first player token. At the end of the second fate phase, you pass the first player token again. Yep. So basically, the first player token stays where it is. And that's like one of the weird interactions that, frankly, I'd rather not deal with. Yep. I mean, we could put a... Uh, mirrors gaze on the band list too if we're putting cards that we don't want to deal with anymore <laughs> i kind of I, I really was hoping that it would go on there i really 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 was hoping i mean that's a card that could easily go on the bad list and no one would care <laughs> oh no some people would care some people would care oh there's always somebody i suppose oh yeah we don't somebody listen to that would guy. care <laughs> mm. 
We don't listen anyway. to them. Let's use our let's use our gender neutral pronouns now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the next so, card is the what my my heading for this is just unfun. For you, maybe. <laughs> or anyone that has to go up against this. So Miramoto's Die Show has been put on the ban list uh, for obvious reasons. Um in a deck that's like these Miramoto Show Die Show decks, which are just like We've got Mirror Motion Dice Show, and we've got half the cards are duels to th throw through the Dice Show, and the other car half the cards are cards to search for Mirror Motion Dice Show. And it, it just boils the entire life of the game down to, hey, do you have enough attachment hate on hand right now to blow up Mirror Motion Dice Show? If yes, great, you're probably fine. If no, well, you lose. And Pretty much. a single card should not warp the game into such a binary choice here's the thing though i've actually when i when i'm playing scorpion i've actually stolen a miramoto dice show and mm. my opponents will just auto concede at that point sure because there's well, that's the, that's always the thing about miramoto's no dice show it's like it's despite uh how unpopular slash popular it is it never wins anything just because it it, it can it's either like you either can't stop it or it's super easy to shut down with like a handful of tools in your opponent's yep. like, and that's just the that's a massive swing. So, and you'll have these situations where someone will just go to like a major tournament and stuff, and just kind of like bomb around, like, oh man, I've got this deck that's actually like fairly meta uh, um, tested. Oh, I ran up to mirrors of what his dice show, and then all my let goes happened to be at the bottom of my deck. Well, I just lost. And, you know, the, the, the randomness of, you know, the Swiss rounds are supposed to be a kind of like chaos field where, like, if your deck is truly, uh, like, top tier, it should be able to handle all kinds of situations. Uh, but Miramoto's Dice is still just a, like, it just takes away all the decisions of the game. It's just like, do you have let go or do you have a attachment destruction mm -hmm. or mitigation card? If yes, win game. If no, right. lose game. <laughs> Right, right. And anyway, I'm glad it's on there. I'm glad it's banned. I never liked playing with it, playing against it anyway. So the last card is just a heading is just charge, and it's charge. I <laughs> really didn't know where to put a, this. I really this, don't know where to put this. This is a card that's it's, had a target at its head since, like, day one of oh we're going to start doing restricted and Rattlis, you know. It's always cause problems with the game oh. and other cards have had issues so one of the reasons why for greater glory is back off the restricted list is because we're banning charge and it always was like we're going to charge someone in then for greater glory and then you can get like these you can get a champion into play yep. uh for like two fate that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah but and we're going to talk about this when we talk about the next section but winners and rules but unicorn really don't care I sure. mean, Unicorn is going to get affected with charge on the restricted list. And this is why Unicorn celebrating for greater glory being off the restricted list. But Lion is going to get is I think it's hit harder by charge on the restricted list than Unicorn is. Hmm. Well, I don't know because uh, I'm saying like, I literally don't know. It could be. It could not be because Decks that use charge the most were Lion and Unicorn. Mm -hmm. And 
it was and crab the, and crab to an extent, it's, right? It's almost a def uh, it's some decks, but not really. And Phoenix. <laughs> This is where I mentioned Max like three times an episode because I've played with Max and he's used charge like one time in a deck. And it, it was not nearly his like top tier deck that he could have thrown out. So fine. Um, but so charge is literally a crutch card. So that is both a, hey, we're going to overly rely on this card. Also, I'm relying on this card because my leg is broken. That's why it's a crutch, you know? Right. Uh Lion and Unicorn now have a situation where they have to deal with the their kind of janky money to body ratios and what value a single Lion or Unicorn body is bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, it's very low. It's one of the reasons why they keep having these low to middling performances is because like the average body from the, them is not very good. And so they have to waste all of their money putting out these like weird random characters they don't really have the money to like to buy a chagatai or to buy a tutori for full cost without decimating their finances uh charge was a mitigating factor to kind of balance that out now and now they just got to deal with money the hard way well um, yeah so let's go ahead and move on to the next section because i have a lot to talk about unicorn when in regards to charge and for okay. greater glory when we get to them. But winners right. and losers of who so, really came out on top of this and of this whole change and who kind of loses, if you want to call it that. Winners. I, I, like, I, I like how you like pre-wrote the winners and losers list as if these are like <laughs> set in stone. But go for it. No, but this is, like, this is my estimation on the winners and losers. I think okay. one, Crab is a winner on this list. Sure, they lose Karada District, but overall they went away unscathed. Right, Karada District yeah. was their attachment control. They can easily change splash or whatever, and they'd still be fine. They'll still be where they where they're at. So really, they, I don't think they're a winner or a loser, but I think they just stay where they're at. Right? They didn't really it, well, gain it, ground. It, they didn't lose ground. There is a situation of Phoenix got such a strong hit, and some other things got some strong hits that some clans just be end up on top after these changes just because some of their biggest headaches are gone now right right now so the next clan lost... is oh, yeah, sorry crab has lost karate district but they didn't literally lose anything else but yeah they got bumped up next lion they got for greater glory back but they lost yeah. charge again i still think that they're net neutral on this but again like you said Phoenix, Crane, and Scorpion kind of took a hit. Yeah. So Lion moved up a couple notches. Yeah, Lion are I'm pretty sure they're pretty happy with this change. Um, you know, losing charge. They there are there are other restricted list cards that are perfectly reasonable to run, and some line players have been doing it for a while. So mm -hmm. this isn't like a huge loss to them. Lion are just still in a situation of like, what is their deck? Whether they're trying to fit all the pieces together, and you know, you know what? charge just takes one option off the table for them so right, good for right. them <laughs> so the next clan is unicorn and i think unicorn is probably the big winner here because for greater glory okay we keep harping on charge thinking that that's the only way unicorn can cheat bodies in it's not remember calvary reserve is still a card yep, calvary yep. reserve still costs two more but calvary reserves can also put out way more cars than charge can Yep. If I'm putting out three two fate bodies out, I'm ending up like that's I'm ending up three. I'm 
I'm up three fate at that point. Mm. And if I play for greater glory after I break your province, I get a fate on all those on those uh two two on those uh two fate bodies that I just put out. Chagatai, I can put out Chagatai with uh cavalry reserves. I can put Ch- I could put out Chagatai and a one cost. Or I could put a Chagatai at one cost and Battle Maiden Recruit. And yeah. that's three bodies that I can have around. Well, so, so you have the, Unicorn the four really fate you need top. And to again, do all that. And again, it's because For Greater Glory got off the restricted list. Mm-hmm. I don't think For Greater Glory got on the restricted list because of Lion. For Greater Glory initially got on the restricted list because of Unicorn. That, it's, it's often been said that, yes. Yeah. And it's, I think Unicorn is the one with the biggest power bump. Mm. So... You just think charge is under is, is banned. Unicorn can't charge in Chags anymore. Fine, they'll just discard him and play uh, cavalry reserves. It costs it's, more, it's, sure. It costs more. Yeah. It costs two more fate. But I'm still. I definitely ending don't up think. Ahead. I definitely don't think Unicorn are overly disappointed with the changes that got made. Nope. I Phoenix is probably the biggest loser. Though. All right. So, oh. so now we're so now we're going into your loser section. Yes, so let me see. So, so your three winners. I agree with your three winners. Let's, yes. let's move on. Uh, the three losers. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Phoenix definitely Against the lost. waves. So there's not much discussion there. Oh. Phoenix got, like, gutted. <laughs> he got gutted. But you know what? Here's the thing. I don't think we're, I don't think we're, we've went down any. Because uh, we still have a lot of tricks up our sleeves. That's the one thing with hmm. Phoenix. Yeah. Ma- Master, people are saying Master Gisei Toshi was is it's oppressive. Yeah, I okay, fine. I agree that it's oppressive, right? You can't yeah. play events out of your hand. Fine, but that was only one thing that Phoenix did. Yeah. The other thing Phoenix did was it just cleared the fate off your board, and we still have I, that. I think Phoenix has overall just become a lot more fair, which. When you're playing hyper competitively, you don't want to be fair. You want to be very unfair. But there would be like games where you're up against Phoenix and you're doing okay, but then they got the favor and then they flip Kanzo District. So you just lose, <laughs> you know, because that's such a, a powerful singular card with like very little play around and stuff, especially with combined with, you know, the Palace and Against the Waves. It's If the Phoenix want the favor, they can get the favor almost anytime they want to. <laughs> so that's just like oh Gonzo's district's here I just lose now that's no longer here and stuff or hey I'm gonna supernatural storm you 20 times sure but elite could you at least like pay something for doing this you know right um I it, 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 it became fair so, yeah a lot phoenix of phoenix become- have moved off here's the thing yeah. phoenix have moved off there's several Phoenix that's moved off of um, Q Nasawa, and we've gone back mm-hmm. to Isao Morisato, and we've sure. kind of retooled the deck to go around to, to be going back to Isao Morisato, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we got things now like Cloak of Night, and now that, uh, now and now that, um, was it Marcus Shame is on the restricted list, we're not worried about Cloak of Night being used, being turned against us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So next is Crane. I think Crane does loss here with uh, Magistrate Station and Toshimoko on the restricted okay. list. I mean, what do you think? You're the Crane player. The Cranes are very, not just me, people I've been talking to online, were pretty okay with these changes. 
the big question the crane are dealing with right now is what's our new restricted list card? Is it Kikita Toshimoko or is it policy debate? And for right now, it's still pretty much policy debate because it goes into Kikita's final stance. And that's why, like, so if we're looking at, like, the cards we lost, power level, like, we've crane have taken a dip. But we're super fine with everything because, for one, we got Steward of Law back. That's huge. Um, we've lost Magistrate Station, which <clears throat> sucks. But we just got um, Kikita's final stance. So we've net lost nothing in our ability to stand at a reasonable rate. So that's fine. It's just a little more awkward to do. But, you know, overall, we're fine. Uh, Toshimoko that's harsh, but uh, we got Uji back. Now, those cards are, should be said, Uji and Toshimoko are not two comparable cards. They don't occupy the same, like, s slot in a deck. They don't do the same function. But by raw power, like, it's roughly enough the same. And also, Uji is coming back at a time where we're about to get all these rally effects and the new... Um, uh, cards that are just going to be filling multiple province up. So he actually, the, the issue we were having before where Uji would lock himself up because there's nothing on the board to buy right. um, is be, is getting severely lessened now. And he is, when he's off the restricted list, he is a perfectly reasonable one or two X card to just hang around. And what's happening right now is our uh, dynasty is becoming like even more toolboxy than it was. So honestly, Toshimoko, his presence is his is missed, but he's opening up some fun space in our dynasty decks, so it's really kind of fine. Okay, um, so uh, you say like um, Crane's probably I, been it's like net I would say neutral. Crane are, are probably effectively net neutral, and it's kind of hard if if we're winners or losers is in such a minute state that it's unnoticeable and it's going to be a moot point in about a month because we're about to get a bunch of new cards very shortly. So right. It's not even going to matter. Right. So the next client, I think, is probably another big loser, Scorpion. Mm. Because, and score, and it's not, it's, it's basically one card. It's, uh, but they're, I'd say they're a loser, but I think it opens up their deck a little bit. Mm. Mark of Shame. Mark of Shame going on a restricted list hurts. Yeah. Hurts me anyway. Like, I like how uh, Secret Cash isn't even part of this conversation. Secret Cash, like, no, Shit. it's not. It really isn't. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the restricted list card is still fate worse than death. Secret Cash is in this category of cards that's like, are, they're not really that powerful, but you just need to keep poking holes in the Scorpion thing just to try to keep it, like, somewhat reasonable. <laughs> well, here's the thing with Secret Cash, though. At the end of the day, it lets me look at five cards and pick one, right? Yep. Do you know how many times I've looked at the top five and I'm like, I don't want any of these. Yeah. I saw uh, it was a one of the big games uh, a few months ago. I saw online of uh, uh, Micah, well known crane player, up against in his in his uh, league match against the Scorpion, and he's got Hidden Moon Dojo on Secret Cash, and he's like, well. I've got to keep attacking secret cash because I need that you have to get the dojo out of play or it's just going to cause problems. Mm -hmm. And every time he bounces off of it, well, that's another card for Scorpion. Oh, that's another card for Scorpion. And that's just like a card. It's like, let me look at five cards and find which one is just going to decimate my opponent the most in this situation right now. It's just pure value. 
um, pure targeted value. Uh, <laughs> Cause like, oh. oh, I've got a, I, I could either pull out this Mark of Shame or I could pull out this uh, uh, Fate Worse of Death or I could pull out this Kachiko or whatever, you know, what's going to hurt my opponent the most right now? Or it could I've also pull three court games and two for shames and yeah. <laughs> So the Scorpion air quotes lose from this list. I'd say yes, but they're yeah. still like, you know, Scorpion tier of we're slightly left in the game, uh, left the center in this game. So it's <laughs> we're not even it playing doesn't the same even game matter. as everyone else. It doesn't so even cares? matter. Really doesn't matter. Now, the last clan, we haven't talked about one clan because I think they're just still shirtless meditating and contemplating their naval fuzz. That is actually the category that you've written on them. Yes, Shirt, uh, it still really Still shirtless, meditating, and contemplating their navel fuzz. Yep. <laughs> and that's Dragon, because Dragon didn't move up, didn't move down, didn't go left, right, center, whatever. Sure, they lost Miramoto Daisho, but that wasn't their primary deck anyway. Yeah, they lost Daisho, and like the most ardent Daisho supporters were in there, and that had more to do with Dragons in the state of, like, nothing's really working, so at least Daisho represented <clears throat> some symbol of hope for them. Um, other than that, you know, they just check it as like, hey, has Pathfinder's Blade been taken off the list yet? No? Okay, I'll just check back in next month. <laughs> right, pretty much. That's all they and care it's, about. That's, that's, I think, eh, I don't know. I've dismantled my Dragon deck, because I just don't see a point of playing it there is um you know i've been hearing people say um that people should like take us dragons got some cards you know maybe they're not the most apparent things but people are like i'm hearing rumors like sit down play with these things there's some rumor room to explore here i, I still uh, i stand by my statement from a while back i just took out my uh, my dragon deck because i just don't yeah. i just haven't figured out what i want to put together yet but i still think that the Dragon Clan pack is just a little bit more powerful than people give it credit for. Yeah. Oh, I know it's an unpopular. I know that's an unpopular opinion. Hey, I just said people have been saying there's value in the Dragon pack. I didn't say I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm one of those people saying Dragon has value. Dragon pack has value. So mm. you're safe. You can go ahead and you know walk out on the street and be safe and you know enjoy public and not worry about you know dragon players trying to chiv you. Yeah, but at the end of the day, and if as concerns of this list, they're not winners. They're not losers. They're not even middle of the road. They're just dragon. They're just shirtless, <laughs> meditating, and contemplating their naval funds. <laughs> yep. Okay. Anyway, so wow, we actually got through that in less than two hours. I told you we could. <laughs> Ye of little faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just figured that was just a lot to talk about. Let's see. Uh, well, now the discussion is over. Let's do our <coughs> final shout outs and closing messages. Uh, as always, give a lovely shout out to our sister podcast, the Court Games RPG podcast, hosted by Kovar and Kikita Kaori, talking about cool story things. As a matter of fact, uh, today, as we're recording, a new story has posted. So I yep. guess they have something to talk about next ooh, week. Ooh, ooh, Phoenix, are you ready for Five Nights of Shame Part 2? I am. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Actually, I haven't read the story at all. I just thought it was posted right before we recorded here. I was like, oh, that's something to do tonight. Five Nights of Shame, part two. Get ready for it. 
Let's see. Uh, we have a Patreon, which goes to support this podcast, our aforementioned sister podcast, the Discord, and all the other projects that CBass has working on. Uh, new year, new uh, giveaway he's doing on the Discord. So head over there uh, if you're a Patreon user or sign up for Patreon and head over there and see your efforts to get into the monthly draw for some cool prizes. Yeah, absolutely. It's been... it's. Uh... Everyone uses Discord. I use it a lot to plug all the things that I'm doing. And uh, so, actually, I just want to do, uh, like, quick shout-outs to my FLGSs. They have been absolutely, insanely amazing helping me take care of LVO. I don't know if you know this, but I'm basically taking care of everything for LVO out of my own pocket. Everything except for the prize pool, right? Um, mm. So... The Realm in Brea helped me with a draft set. Gameology in Upland, California helped me with another draft set. Uh, Game Empire in Anaheim is helping me with some cash that they threw at me. So really shout out to those three game stores. They're really like the three big stores in my area that's really supporting L5R right now. And I, if you guys are going to LVO, I, I don't know what, what you guys can do to help to, you know, to say thank you to them because they're not going to be there, but absolutely thank I really want to thank them because they're really are like the stores that are helping make LVO happen. Good on them. I'm glad to hear you getting some good support from there and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I was kind of nervous there, like heading up to Christmas and then they started, you know, helping out. So yeah, it's all good. We're going to have at least four draft cubes and they're all going to be, they are all sponsored by the, the stores that I just mentioned. Sounds great. Not helping you like I'm not <laughs> the lazy jerk that I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also last thing I want to do is I want to shout out to the community for being just positive about this game. Mostly it's going to, I really think it's going to be a great year. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of new contents. There's a new box coming out that's going to support a new format. Mm. And I, there's going to be just new metas and just lots of fun things. Like, I have a lot of ideas to make your Kote experience great. Mm. And I know Yeti and FFG are really supportive in that so far. Yeah, I, I think uh, the community handled the this like massive rules adjustment very positively, and everything's gone down pretty smooth with everybody. Gotta say, I good, mean, for the most good part, good changes. You know, I mean, for the most part, only you know, several of us only binged and drank to drown our sorrows, mostly Phoenix. But yeah, you know, ah. Uh, it's fine. They have fish people to help them out with that. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I like yeah. how I, I like how we just banned like twenty uh, Phoenix cards, and we still have a whole pile of completely ridiculous Phoenix cards that are not even being discussed right now. I mean, there's consu- still murderous fish people in the deck. <laughs> I mean, consumed by five fires. Come on, <laughs> consumed by five fires. I take for all for all the faith that you just put on Toshimoko out, and oh, my master of void is going to send him to the Nether Realm. Oh, <laughs> After well, you looking... slapped, you know, 18 attachments on him. I didn't even win that conflict, by the way. Well, with that being said, uh, give one final shout out. I was remiss for only shouting out uh, my favorite judge, uh, Ryan Rocket, last weekend. What I should have did, the someone who is just every bit as good, 
Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Uh, yep, Jordan Fisher. <laughs> yep. Jordan. He's a good judge, even though he abandoned me. He told me he was going to help out with uh, Pax Unplugged and then just left behind. Aw. He abandoned what, did me. Did he abandon or, or, did, or did you mm-hmm. chase him away? No, he abandoned me. He did. I was like, I, you should have seen all the text messages that I sent him. It's like, I really need help. I can't. I really need help. I can't. I have school. I have to work. I have to make money. I have to stay alive. Ugh. Oh, man. Those aren't People any having, good like, actual lives outside of LVO or uh, uh, L5R. That's crazy. I know. What a selfish jerk. Seriously. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Whatever. He anyway. abandoned me. He left me high and dry. Speaking of leaving you, I've been Trevor Cuba, and this has been the Court Games LCG Podcast. And I'm Zar Agus. I hope you guys have a great new year.